Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and event consultant Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of elegantmusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Wedding Designer and Wedding Producer. Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 45, Definitions, Part 3. Education is key to making good decisions. It is especially hard to think of everything when one is new at an activity. Indeed, sometimes one can't help but get an uneasy feeling that they're forgetting something or that something hasn't been fully thought out. However, with education and proper guidance the bride becomes more certain about her wedding and makes good decisions. In the course of our respective careers, Toby and I have rather enjoyed helping couples and their families achieve successful events. In this podcast, we draw on that experience. With education in mind, Toby and I have been defining terms relating to weddings. In Episode 43, Wedding Definitions Part 1, we discuss the duties and responsibilities of a wedding director. In episode 44, Wedding Definitions Part 2, we define the role the wedding coordinator plays in the success of an event. Here in episode 45, Definitions Part 3, we discuss what a wedding producer is responsible for. By simply understanding these terms, one can gain a certainty in planning their own wedding and become comfortable in their own decisions. Indeed, knowledge is power. And now please enjoy Wedding Designer and Wedding Producer Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 45, Definitions, Part 3. In some areas, it does mean that, that a wedding designer designs everything. Now, when you say in some areas, are you saying of geographic areas? Geographic, or? yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and it's it, it's sometimes you, you hire, uh, a bride will hire a floral designer, who designs the wedding. And that means you want them to design the seating cards, the menus, tabletop, linens, chairs, lighting. It could happen easily. You could have a floral designer who's also takes on the responsibility of designing the wedding. That doesn't mean they're a producer. Here is the big difference. A wedding producer has to do with the money. What it means is the couple has set aside a certain amount of money. They are entrusting the producer to allocate that money, they can either set up, the couple can either set up a separate bank account uh-huh. or escrow account that the producer can go into as needed and use that. Now, there are some couples who don't want to do that. So what they do is that they set up, you know, some type of format, whether it's Excel or whatever, and the planner, you know, 
they they work out what they want to pay in each area and then they'll the couple writes the physical checks but it's the planner who is in charge of making sure that everybody is paid so it's kind of like well you know talk to my secretary or talk to my accountant and the planner and the accountant talk and the the couple is not included in that if they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. So there's like two or three different ways you can be a a wedding producer, but it definitely is the most responsibility because sometimes you have a couple that says to you, "Look, I've got $80,000. Everything has to fit into this. If something changes or we have more people, we're not giving you more money." you have to work around that. Right. So the planner may have to take away something. It, it might it might be, you know, something off the bar or something, you know, if they were having an extra station, they have right. to take the station away because just like in corporate planning, you're given a budget and that's it. Uh-huh. You can always go and ask... <laughs> If something changes, uh-huh. you know, that's significant. But the likelihood is is you won't have any more money and you just have to make it work. Which is why some planners that are doing actual uh, production and producing the wedding have a percentage of the total budget rather than a flat fee. I see. In other words, they consider themselves, their their service is worth 10, 15, 20% of that 80,000. And if something goes wrong and they have to shell out another couple hundred dollars here and there, it's out of their pocket. Unless they they have a caveat, you know, that's written, that will change that. And they can go back to the couple or there's a clause that's saying, you know, if you add up, you know, more than 10 people, then the couple is responsible for that extra fees for food and beverage and anything else that is attached. Oh, my gosh. This is a big deal. Uh, it you know, is a big deal. When somebody has a, a fair amount of money, that you know, you're producing an event, and it's it's like any other production. Whether you know, obviously they don't have uh, a thousand people working on it, but I've I've been on weddings where we have a crew of nearly a hundred people. Mm-hmm. When you have a lot of musicians and a lot of people behind the scenes doing an awful lot of, of things. You, you know, I always know how many people because I know how much food it takes to, <laughs> to feed them <laughs> yeah. during the day. How many sandwiches, how many pizzas, how many <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is on, on setup days. It's a lot, you know. So... Um, and that's what's confusing because when people say, well, this is my planner. Well, it's a lovely way of saying it, but that person actually might not really be the planner. 
you know, well, okay. it sounds a little bit better some in some people's minds to say, you know, this is my planner rather than this is my coordinator. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know. Well, I um, know that we're producing a podcast, which is usually just listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I would like to uh, work out with you some kind of yeah. a, of a diagram, maybe of uh, oh, or a sheet or something that we that, can that would show you know these these are the these are the responsibilities of a wedding director. These are the wedding. These are the responsibilities of yeah. a day of coordinator. You know, these are the and this and and what I would also like to show is that this is what you're getting. This is what you're not getting. I have something that's pretty close, I think, to what you're uh, thinking about here, and I'll I'll uh, try and dig that up for you. Okay. Good. Yes. Um, and send it to you because I actually did that exercise a while ago. However, uh, it, as I said before, it's going to vary according to where you are. There's always variations, and I think uh, locations. Frankly, venues have done something that's excellent. Not all venues have done this, but I know the Langham has, and I believe um, there are some other hotels that have done this. And perhaps there are banquet centers out there, too. I would encourage everyone to do this, and that is the Langham writes down the responsibilities of their wedding coordinator. Whether it's for day of, because that's all they're asking, that they, you know, they're requesting, demanding, whatever you want to use the word, that applies that there is a qualified wedding day coordinator. They send out a sheet and they'll say what the hotel does and what your coordinator will do. So let's say maybe a bride and groom have hired a a coordinator to be there to set up the tables in the dining room and make sure everything looks fine. And, you know, that's their total focus. They have a minister who's going to be officiating and who's going to be doing the rehearsal, which, by the way, is unusual in a hotel setting. Hmm. Most... um, I find at least most clergy and officiates uh, will charge extra for that as, you know, their general service doesn't usually include the rehearsal because they have responsibilities either at their house of worship or the distance of traveling back and forth. So they rely on planners to do that. What happens is they, the couple hasn't spent much time talking to them about the lineup and all that kind of stuff because they assume that won't be needed because they hire her basically for the reception. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not at the Langham. (laughs) The wedding day of coordinators have to sign a page that says they will do the following, Mm -hmm. which includes making final follow-up calls and collecting certain things, Hmm. and just the normal stuff that you would expect people to do. Hmm. Setting up your escort cards, collecting the gifts, putting them in a safe place, 
However, if they didn't have that page there, couples would be clueless. And this poor planner, coordinator, director, whatever you want to call them, would be called on the carpet by the hotel Mm -hmm. for not having done something. So that's why I'm so happy that they go to the trouble of having that sheet. So there are no misunderstandings. The other reason they do that is they don't want their service managers to also have to do things that they're not supposed to be doing. They're the liaison between the couple and the hotel. They want both to be happy. Right. So they make sure to communicate with the service manager from the hotel and and the coordinator will also be kind of the liaison between the service manager and the couple, just in a little different way. That's all. So it's everybody helping each other. And if you have those lines of demarcation, it's fantastic Good. because then there are less misunderstandings. Wow. Well, I, I, I would like to see that document. Can you, <laughs> can you send that to me? You know, I, I hope I still have it. Uh, I mean, the one about uh, the coordination, I know that. The one from the hotel, I probably have on my computer. I would just have to search for it. But yeah, yeah, I would love to see that. And I think that any efforts that we can do to um, help define and codify just a bit uh, this um, very creative process would be, um, would be well spent. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email eric at elegantmusic.com that's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com contact Toby by email toby at tobydodge.com that's T-O-B-E-Y at tobydodge.com subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.